0: Hello, everyone. I'm Stacey Poitras, founder of Single Parent Advocate, and I am very excited to be here today to launch our first ever podcast. Right now in, uh, in the United States, one in three kids are being raised by a single parent, and a lot of those single parents struggle with either time, challenges, financial challenges, and sometimes learning how to navigate Uh, mental wellness issues. For 10 years, our organization has been supporting single families in the North Texas area as well as online uh, nationally. And I've had the great privilege of being able to meet some reporters and advocate on the radio and on television, as well as other forums to help people understand why single parents and their kids are unique and they need support. So today I'm going to be introducing to you one of my favorite people I have met along the way. His name is Daryl Moody. He's a professional broadcaster in the Orlando area and a single dad and we are here today to tell our story and help you learn about how to make this path a successful one for yourself and your kids.
1: Daryl, well, I think that's what we're trying to accomplish with this uh, little podcast project that we've launched. we wanna be a, uh, a source of support and information uh, for folks, other single parents in the same boat with us. We wanna kind of share our stories and our experiences, see if we can help you guys out there uh, navigate the, the waters of, of, of single parenting. It certainly isn't easy. Uh, you alluded to how you and I met, Stacy. I actually, uh, in addition to being a radio reporter in Orlando, I also host a podcast, uh, Not in the Mood with Daryl Moody. And I was doing one of my podcasts on the subject of single parenting, and I wanted to find an expert, an expert to talk to, uh, to kind of uh, share with me and my listeners some some strategies for managing stress, uh, for ways to more effectively parent, to connect with your kids, that sort of thing. So I found Stacy uh, through that effort. And you were a guest on my podcast, and uh, after the show, you mentioned to me that you wanted to launch a podcast project, uh, basically for single parents. And when I heard that opportunity, I jumped at it because, like I said, there are a lot of folks uh, doing the same thing we are, and I think this is a really great way to connect with folks and uh, and share, you know, if not our experiences, you know, just a little bit about uh, what we can. Share with folks to help them navigate parenting because goodness knows it isn't easy. And there's a book out there that says it takes a village. I think when you're talking about supporting folks in the situation that we're in, it takes a very similar uh, support structure, and that that means folks who are living the same experience as you. And and hopefully we can all uh, learn together and be better parents.
0: That's exactly right. You know, it's really you bring up a really great point. Uh, it's been my dream after. Uh, I was a single mom for 15 years, 16 years, uh, raised my son. He's 21 now and has kind of flown the coop. I miss him terribly. Uh, But those years, uh, you know, when there uh, was an opportunity for me to create a village, I did, whether that was at my church, whether that was uh, through partnership with other single parents, whether it was... um, you know neighbors trying to kind of help when I could help and as I as I asked for help I always made it possible to bring other single parents along Um, my journey was kind of interesting I I always um, was a media professional I worked in the television industry and I sold airtime for long long time and uh, one year my my company folded basically into another company and I got let go. That was in about 2008-2009 time period. And um, at that time when the when the economy crashed and I got let go, I reached out to the community around me to see if I could find suitable aid. You know, what does that mean, suitable aid? That means, uh, you know, help with my electricity bill, help to keep my house paid for, uh, you know, I got turned away. I got turned away time and time again, and it, it, was, it was crushing. And even when I called the state to ask for assistance, they said, well, because you work and you have had so much income so far this year, you're ineligible already for support. And so as you can imagine, and I know many people can imagine that feeling, I felt so uh let down and hopeless and i cried and prayed and sought advice and eventually because the market was so bad i had to go to work for myself and opened up my own uh solopreneur advertising agency and while i was there that day my heart was just burning with this topic and so i asked the lady at the desk i said hey um, can I make two businesses while I'm here today? And she said, yes. And then I, I was like, you know, kind of a hollow feeling in my heart. Like what, a, I didn't even know what to say. And, and she said, well, what kind of business do you want to make? And uh, she said, well, I want to, or I said, I want to start a nonprofit to help single parents. And she said, what do you want to call it? And it was like something divine just kind of spilled out of my mouth. And I said, single parent advocate. It was like, it was already always there, you know?
1: And that's how I found you. I was, I was looking for a single parent uh, expert and I came across your website and, and, and your, your uh, PR firm there and uh, reached out to you and said, hey, I'm a, I'm a fairly recent, my story, I'm uh, 41 years old. I, my divorce will be two years out in April. Uh, I've got little kids. I've got two little girls, ages seven and five. And going from being a dad to being a single dad and, and having to kind of, you know, figure out what life looks like after divorce, all while trying to raise your kids and do the best you can to not damage them. Uh, I, too, have have created my own little uh, emotional support structure, a team of folks who uh, are around, you know, me and, and help me with the different challenges that I face day to day. But that's how I found you was reaching out to you. Um a little bit about my background. I'm a, I'm a radio reporter by trade. I, I work for uh, a radio station, WDBO, here in Orlando. And about a year ago, I launched my own podcast called Not in the Mood, where I, I cover different topics. And being a news guy, uh, being a reporter, having to always play it straight on the air, what I enjoy about doing my podcast is it affords me an opportunity to kind of be myself and, and, and maybe give Uh, more of my own take on different topics and subject matter. And and being that I work in news talk radio, I I just do whatever I can to avoid politics because it's just such a divisive topic nowadays and nobody wants to talk politics. And as soon as you realize that somebody else feels differently than you do politically, uh, it it becomes a fight. So I have tried to, uh, while there are news events that you kind of can't avoid and you have to address in, in a weekly podcast, I try to mix in more, kind of uh lifestyle topics and 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 different things that we all i've talked about youtube and your kids we have talked about social media and the uh kind of the dangers of of allowing that to control your life and and that sort of thing and uh, i've had a lot of fun with it it's really kind of become a creative outlet for me and 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 it connected me with you stacy and uh and here we are doing this podcast really excited to do that so what do you hope to accomplish with what we're doing here
0: Well, you know, the words, the messy middle just came floating through my head, (laughs) Daryl. You know, um, when we get past as single parents, the deer in the headlight phase, right? You know, okay, my life is changing. And I know this sounds like a horrible, like, you know, everybody's talking about the new normal right now, right? You know, with what's going on in America today with COVID and, uh, you know, what's our new normal going to be and. I, I kind of grin at that because I think as single parents, uh, all of us have faced a, a time where, oh my gosh, my life is not going to look the same. Well, you know? I mean,
1: when, when you talk about the new normal and in the, in the, in the world that we live in now, the coronavirus pandemic, so many single parents have been forced to uh, essentially work two jobs at home, and that is whatever their respective profession is, all while keeping the kids focused on learning online for, for myself. That was a, you know, while I work in radio and I, and I have a home studio and I can, I can produce stories from home and send them into the station. Uh, I was, I felt like I was at an advantage, uh, being at home with my kids and and trying to work and, and keep them in school as well. But it, it really, uh, I, I think back to, to, to the end of May, you know, leading up to the end of the school year, that was one of the mm-hmm. most challenging times I've ever Absolutely. gone through as an adult. Um, you know, like you said, trying to figure out what being a single parent is going to be like, and then you're thrust into the situation where you're working from home. And I can, you know, think back to conversations I've had with some of my younger uh, co-workers who don't have kids who are going into the station every day. And they would, you know, they, they kind of began resenting me because I was working from home. And I'm like, listen, man, I would much rather be there in the anchor booth and not having my kids come bug me every five minutes. And uh, it was a very, very stressful time, as I'm sure many of our listeners and viewers uh, are enduring every day. So that's certainly important.
0: Yes. And, you know, so where I was headed with the objective of the podcast is very much that kind of thing where we can take real situations, right, and kind of flesh through them, you know, okay. So oftentimes I talk about, you know, when we get a divorce or when a spouse, uh, you know, comes down with a disease or somebody, um, you know, has a situation where they're disabled. And so, you you know, you face this period of time of sort of being frozen and it's very difficult to make good decisions. You get caught up in emotions. We get in what I call emergency mode, right? And then once we kind of trudge through emergency mode, you know, we, we, Get into what I was mentioning earlier about the messy middle and the messy middle is where we're trying all different kinds of things to make things work. And like you're saying, it is super stressful and you add, you know, the economy to it and you add the stigma that I believe comes along with single parents and that, you know, the situations that surround that. And then you also talk about just practical matters when there's more months than money. And that's the case for, for this population more often than not, it really creates a dichotomy of how do we get above all of this? You know, how do we kind of take ourselves out of the, the day in and day out and rise above and see what good looks like. And that's, been my dream because I get to meet corporate executives. I get to meet people of all walks who have been single parents. They have hindsight and um, present situations where they have been able to turn it into a life they love, right? And I want to bring those kinds of voices, those kinds of experiences, to all of us because we all have something that we can learn from each other. So I'm super excited to say we have several uh, folks lined up that are, or have been a single parent and they are, you know, that their careers have, you know, solidified their relationships with their children are, um, you know, strong. And I want to take the, you know, that, what good looks like, and we all, you know, that's kind of sounds subjective, truthfully, I don't wanna just paint a box for any of us, but bring that up, not bring up, you know, or try to suppress the struggles and the anxiety and the things that we're all facing, but maybe there's something we can learn from those who are on a path um, that they're happy with and share it with each other and learn and grow um, as, a, as a community, you know?
1: Well, I think by bringing these folks in and, and, and having them share their stories, uh, it's not so much to highlight their successes as much as it is to just kind of share with our viewers and our, our listeners an example of somebody who, you know, could very well have been in a similar situation to yours, uh, yet they they found a way to to excel in whatever they're trying to do, be it their career or raising the kids, connecting with their kids you know you talk about managing anxieties and you talk about going to the uh, survival mode it's you know for me uh, I, I identify with the survival mode very well and it's really hard when you've got little girls who have you know there's an emotional component to little girls and all of our all of our single parents out there with, with little girls know exactly what I'm talking about. it's it's really hard to say, hey listen, daddy's worried about keeping the ship afloat. Let me, let me, let me mend that the injury on, on your, on your, you know, your, your baby doll there. It's uh it's, it's, it's hard for folks to do both, you know, and I hope that, that you, by sharing the stories of our guests and talking about our own experiences, hopefully we can give you guys some, uh, equip you with some tools to, to handle the, the, the different challenges of, of raising kids on your own, because it ain't easy.
0: Uh Uh-uh, it's not, but it's important that we keep it right here, you know, well, I'm evidently horrible at touching my nose, but right at the end of our nose, you know, we want to make sure that we are keeping the objective of quality time, quality connection. Sometimes it's not a lot of time, but if we're very intentional and we work together to focus on not letting these days, these precious days with our kids flip away, you know, on either end of the spectrum and level up, level up by locking arms and uh, looking at different options and perspectives together. I'm super excited about, about what's ahead, and I'm super excited to be able to give single parents a voice, and I'm super excited to have you, Daryl, come alongside me to kind of help bring the single father's perspective. You know, I talk about um, how single dads, you know, tend to not talk about things as much. And it's, it's so important. A long time ago, I kind of got a burr under my saddle. For those of you who uh, don't know, I'm a Texan. So burr under my saddle means, you know, I'm riding a horse and there's a sticker in between the saddle and the horse and it irritates them and makes them buck. Anyway, I don't know why I said that, but um, why I got bothered is there was this buzzword a few years ago called deadbeat dad. Now I I raised my son alone and his dad didn't support him. There were a lot of reasons uh, that I, you know, went through that and he went through that. But um, I never ever dismissed the fact that that man was my son's father. And um, I think that that word became such a buzzword that it, it, it really buried the voice of single fathers. And that's not to say that the voice of single mothers and the loud cry that goes out for single moms is uh, tough, is any less tough. It's just that I see so many on the other side of the coin going through so much and i feel like they've been silenced by that buzzword i don't know daryl if you if you how do you feel about uh, that you know your your perspective so important
1: well i i'm a single dad with with equal shared custody with my ex-wife and and you know one of the things that amazed me about getting divorced is when you're a divorced man you enter into this secret fraternity with other divorced men and, you know, they'll take you under their wing, they'll look out for you, they'll, you know, try and check in on your emotional well being from time to time. Uh, and one of the things talking to other divorced dads, one of the things that stood out to me is just how few dads have equal shared custody with their kids. And it's amazing, you know, where I live in the state of Florida, you start off with 5050, unless there's, you know, uh, s- strange factors on either side, you start off with 50-50 shared custody, and then you negotiate from there. But so many fathers uh, will will use time-sharing as a negotiation tool when talking about child support. My ex-wife and I, we don't exchange child support one way or the other. We just kind of are each doing our own thing. Uh, But it it amazes me how many dads out there, uh, for whatever reason, just don't end up with the same amount of time with their kids. For me, that was the most important thing that I had to fight for in my divorce, and that was my kids'. Uh, it, it just, you know, and when, as a single dad, it's, it's, it's hard to hear the single mom narrative and not say, Hey, what about me? Exactly. What about me? I, I face the same challenges. I've, you know, I'm trying to do this on my own. I've got to give my kids, I've got to nurture them emotionally and give them what they need. And I still have to work my two jobs and keep the lights on. That's the, the challenge that I talked about earlier from going from survival mode to, you know, being the best parent that you can be. They're just two different, two different ballgames. Uh, I hope with this podcast, we will be able to highlight as many successful single dads as we do single moms, because like I said, we all as single parents, and that's one of the biggest reasons why I loved your message, Stacy, is that as parents, we're all in the same boat and we're all facing the same challenges And if we can use things like this podcast, singleparentadvocate.org, if we can use these different avenues to provide support for one another, uh, it just makes all of us better. And we become a community. And and as we all know, when you're doing anything with a community, you're going to be more successful. Uh, Since we've started talking about and and planning and putting together this podcast, I've joined several uh, Facebook groups of single dads and and nowhere has it been made more apparent to me the challenges that we as single dads face than those Facebook groups where guys go on and go you know hey hey fellas i just lost my job rent's due on the 1st i can't make my car payment can anybody help me and and you know there's always a list of, of members in these groups that are like what's your venmo what's your venmo give me your paypal app I'll, you know and and hopefully we can grow this podcast. And that's what this will become just another source of support for all of us out there doing this.
0: Well, and you bring up a really good point. You know, uh, there's a couple of things that I like to talk about too, Daryl, is that, um, you know, in the single parent, parenting alone, when you parent alone, there's single moms, single dads, there's single grandparents, single aunts, single uncles. Like when you talk about um, why I didn't, create a pink or a blue logo, right? <laughs> um, back in the day, you know, it's specific because uh, the, the objective is to be better parents and, and um, to be like iron sharpening iron. And I think the way that men help each other and the way women help each other are, are very different from, you know, working with this uh, particular topic over the years. And I think we have a lot to learn from each other. I think there's a lot of wounds uh, for a lot of reasons on both sides of the fence. And the mo- more we can get past the generalizations of, of, of people and of this, this place, you know, the more we can build a world where we feel good about the type of family we have chosen to have or the type of family that we have right now and stop comparing to whatever we consider normal, right? And we can accept our family style as something to be embraced and something that can be done well for ourselves just as much as it can be done well for our kids. You know, I think one of the biggest mental hangups
1: for us as parents is we think about, you know, the society's, view of normal. And we think of a, a normal family as a mom and dad, you know, one kids, two kids, three kids, but that they, they still have those two caregivers. When you're a parent and you're on your own, you're playing both roles. You are playing the authoritarian role that is traditionally that of the father. And you're also playing the role of the nurturer, which is traditionally the mother's role. Uh, you talk about support that, other, that women get from each other versus the support that men get from each other, I would argue while it looks very different, uh, it's, it's it's the same. Like we all have the same needs emotionally as human beings to uh, whether it's validate what we're doing or seek emotional support. Uh, you know, as I have found in my Facebook groups, we all love a good me.
0: A good meme, huh? I don't know if that's my strength, coming up with good memes. Sorry about that one, Daryl.
1: <laughs> I, I and, and as somebody who doesn't doesn't use the web the way a lot of people do, I, I'm not. I don't. I don't generate my own memes either. But I'll share them all day long. There's some
0: good ones out there for sure. Well, one of the traditions of single parent advocate, you know, now that you bring up a meme is, and maybe this is a good call out to give all of the people in the community of listeners a nice thing that we could do together. Um, What we do when we were getting together face-to-face is we would do uh, what we call a WOW wall. And WOW standed for writing on the wall. What's the writing on the wall? Later on, people started calling it words of wisdom, right? And so, but it it was traditionally originally called writing on the wall. And we would say, okay, what's written on the wall of your heart? What do you tell yourself every day to keep going? What do you tell your kids every day to keep going? What are those words? Let's share them. Because sometimes it gets so hard, you don't have your own words, right? And the words of another who is familiar with the walk and familiar with the struggle Um, and familiar with the opportunities on the other side of that, it is like a hand up. And sometimes you just need somebody to give you a little bit of oxygen. And so my call out to families is uh, share your words of wisdom, share what the writing on the wall of your heart is so that we can um, help each other get through the emotional, uh, things that we face sometimes, like you're saying, it's anxiety. It's it's the balancing act between work and parenting. It's uh, you know a lot of self criticism and a lot of what ifing that goes on in our hearts and our minds because we a lot of people didn't plan to be here. Some parents are single parents by choice, right? But a large part of the population, you know, is really facing. Uh, matters of the heart, you know, and, and love. And um, if we lead with love and we lead with um, wisdom, likely, you know, we can contribute, we can contribute those, those, those hopes and dreams and ideas that'll drive a difference in the lives of somebody not far along the path behind us.
1: I know for me, one of my biggest emotional struggles uh, post-divorce is just the just the feeling of feeling a failure failing at marriage uh failing at keeping my family together and and the constant fear every day that i'm going to fail my kids uh you talk about your words words of wisdom i, I consider it a mantra and for me you know i just go to the old that disney pixar movie and i just say keep on swimming keep on swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming uh and and in many ways you know single parenting is really just a struggle to get through each day to get everything done, to get everything taken care of, get the kids in bed and the next morning you wake up and you get them ready and you get them to school. And it's like, you know, one of, one of another emotional challenge that I have with single parenting is, is I'm just kind of tired of feeling like I'm treading water Uh, just because, you know, to get through one day into the next and to make sure the homework gets done and make sure everybody takes their vitamins in the morning, you know, to, to, to complete all those steps, it's a struggle. And oftentimes at the end of the day, you're like, man, I didn't get to do You know, I have this project I'm working on. I didn't get to tackle that. I didn't even get to start it uh, because just it just feels like doing what we do every day is such a struggle. Uh, For me, I just say, keep on swimming, just keep swimming.
0: So I'll tell you mine. And my my word of wisdom, uh, as it relates to many things, came from a single dad friend of mine early. uh, He was also in radio and uh, he said, Stacy, stop trying to build Rome in a day. He said, what you do is you do the next thing right or you do the right thing next. And it changed my life really because when I get overwhelmed, I'm able to now say that to myself, say it to others to make sure that I prioritize according to what's in front of me, you know? and you know there's a lot of people that you know might think differently but i'm telling you what taking a deep breath and going okay what's the right thing to do next and what's the next thing to do right for? i think
1: i think compartmentalization is is a huge strategy that you can employ in in you know living this crazy life of being a single parent it's it certainly isn't easy but you know as you said if you can just focus on doing the next thing correctly or doing what you know to be the right thing making that be the next thing that you do it's kind of hard to mess that up
0: see so i came up with a meme
1: i love it I i'm love proud
0: of myself
1: <laughs> and all and all of our parents who have have kids who've seen frozen too you know anna sings a song about that as she's climbing out of the wherever she was um <laughs> just do, do the next thing right or the right thing next so yeah that's right so, it's trendy uh, another 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 Crutch that I've fallen back on is, is in one of my single parent support groups. They shared a TikTok uh, video of a mom kind of giving her three strategies, and one was keep it simple. When you're giving your kids instruction and direction, keep it simple. Number two is no questions. You don't give kids options. You tell them what we're doing. This is what we're doing, and we're doing this. And and the third was no emotion. You can't you can't get mad at them. You can't get upset. Can't get your feelings hurt. Uh, and I wrote all three of those points on the whiteboard in my kitchen i've got a great big whiteboard that we use uh every day and it says keep it simple no questions no emotion and uh, i've been trying to employ those three strategies in my household and it certainly made a difference for me
0: so you're telling um the girls that to control their emotions not to not to be emotionless i guess is kind of what the idea is
1: well one of the things that we that we you know kind of lose sight of his parents is we're constantly modeling for our kids uh kids are you know they say it all the time kids are little sponges i know mine are and they watch everything that we do uh which makes doing the right thing next all the more important because you're you know the little eyes are always watching but but you know as far as like keeping our emotions in check uh you know we're modeling that for the kids when you catch them you know putting sharpies all over the wall you know it's important for them to see that you don't get mad at them because next thing you know they won't be quite as open to telling you hey I put a hole in the drywall in the back living room. you know what I mean that sort
0: of thing well I think um you know one of the things as I was so inspired and I really did when when I started single parent I mean I never thought I'd be here at year 11 and it's such a huge celebration and I'm so honored to have created something meaningful together with all of the people that are now a part of our community. But there was this uh, time, that it, I was very emotional, Daryl, and I wrote the, these three things down and these poured out of my own heart, out of all I was studying and all I, all the people I was talking to. And these three things, um, are the, the three legs of what I would call my proverbial stool, if you will. And the first one uh, related a lot to forgiveness, uh, but sometimes it's hard to forgive, right? You know, you can't always get right there. We, You know, that's certainly healthy for people to forgive. Like it's for us, we forgive. We might not agree, but we forgive. So the, the statement that I came up with was, Okay, I can't get there yet, but I can say I can love when love is not what I have received because that's on my side of the fence. So number one, first uh, leg of my stool, love when love is not what you have received. The second leg of my stool had to do with it being a village, right? You know, you need a village. I think uh, even people who are not single parents you know, a child needs a village. So the second leg of my stool is help others as you help yourself. So as you find resources, as you seek a babysitter, as you're looking for things that help your family, chances are you probably know another single parent. Lock arms and share these these n- nuggets with each other and, and, and make other families know. And that gives you a sense of self-esteem and purpose and and, and really a realization that, you know, you have power. You have the power to help yourself and then bring somebody along with you who you know. Well, but, it always feel good, it feels good to help people, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's the cheapest entertainment ever. Like mm-hmm. when I was raising my son, we volunteered all the time. Of course, you know, I founded a charity. And uh, so we were always working to help families and we, we, uh, he, he was into musical theater and, uh, you know, there was always a play or something going on. And, um, but before that all happened, uh, the cheapest form of entertainment for us was to go help pack lunches or go serve somewhere. And uh, we did that tirelessly throughout his life. Uh, it was a very big part of our family was helping others as we help ourselves.
1: Yeah, I try to do the same thing with my kids. Um, having worked in, in the Central Florida market for the last 15 years, I've been able to establish relationships with, with various nonprofit organizations around the community. And, and there's one in particular uh, where my kids and I, we go and we volunteer in their food pantry and we fill food bags. So that when folks come in, they can grab two grocery bags. And, and, you know, I always tell my kids, I said, look, we've got this big room full of groceries. Uh, just imagine where, where you've got, you're going to the grocery store and you've got one bag and you can, you've got to fill a week's worth of food in that bag. So we'll go through and we'll put proteins and then we'll do the canned fruits and vegetables and we'll do the starches. And then there's always the snacks we like to throw in there. The kids love doing that. But um, uh, just two weeks ago, I took the girls and we volunteered at a women's shelter for Valentine's day. And my kids handed out gift bags to all of the, all of the the women there at the shelter. And then, you know, they all went around talking about the nonprofit because the nonprofit works with that particular program. And the women who are at the shelter can go and volunteer at the thrift store for the nonprofit and they earn $10 an hour credit. So when they complete the process and they're ready to go on to to permanent housing they can use the credits that they've built up to buy things from the thrift store to you know decorate their home or or get the essentials that they need in their next home and so as these nonprofit or as these these different women were talking about what they do and the name of the organization is one heart for women and children of central florida it's very near and dear to my heart um as they were all talking about their different experiences, I've got my kids up at the front of the, of the room and they've got their hands raised. They want to tell their stories. And my five-year-old, she said that when she is at the food pantry, filling bags with food, she said, it fills her heart with love.
0: And and so,
1: so I'm the only man in this room surrounded by all these, you know, down on their luck women, and I'm crying like a baby while my kids are up front having this moment. And then when they, when it came time for my older daughter, my seven year old to say, she described it as the joy that she feels when she is volunteering at the food pantry reminds her of the joy that she felt before her parents got divorced, like she's that happy when she's there. And so that, you know, obviously tugged at my heartstrings for a different reason. But, uh, you know, my, my children's grandparents have money and they're always going to be okay so for me it's important to instill upon my kids that they are very fortunate to have what they have and it's they have a responsibility to give back to folks who don't and there have been many opportunities there working at the food pantry that have become teaching opportunities where somebody comes in to get food and I can and I you know pull my kids aside and I go listen you know that lady's here because she can't feed her family. So what we do is really important because we help families that can't afford to buy their food. We help them eat. So and and you know, you ask my kids their favorite part about going to to One Heart and working at the thrift store is helping people. And uh, you know, it's it's for us, it's more than just you know entertainment on a Saturday morning. It's uh, it's really important to us, and it's kind of become our little passion.
0: Well, that's super good, and 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 you know. Um... I'm always trying to get people here in the North Texas area to, you know, jump on board and help families here or volunteer for our, um, you know, our steering committee and help get some of the work done. Cause we've been a hundred percent volunteer run. And uh, so that's been, you know, the power of a community coming together and uh, doing this for all kinds of charities is so important, and, and the power of helping others as you try to help yourself has so many benefits. Really, well, there's
1: just there's just the need is so great right now. There are so many people who've been wiped out financially by the pandemic, with the lockdowns and the businesses being closed. Uh, the the need is just it's so much more than you understand unless you get into those circles and and witness it for yourself. I mean, you know, there's mm-hmm. there's there's nothing like seeing that line of cars for that mobile food drop where folks are, are, you know, and they're so grateful for that food that they get. It uh, it has been a, a really uh, important experience for, the, for my kids' development. And for me, my development as a single dad trying to teach to my kids, what's important? Like, what should you prioritize? You know, my kids, I'm trying to teach my kids that giving back is important. And I think they've gotten the message so far. It's, you know, we'll, we'll know better in, in 10 or 15 years, but we're gonna keep doing it, that's for sure.
0: You, you kind of, you're, you're tapping on the third leg of my stool right now. You want to know what it is? What's that? It is leave a positive and productive legacy for your children and your community. And I think that positive and productive legacy, what does that really mean? Right? Because there's a lot of stuff that rolls up underneath it, but it, you know, touches on self-care because so many Single parents don't take care of themselves because they feel like they can't get around to it. But at the end of the day, if you don't take care of yourself, how can you take care of others, particularly your kids? And how can you teach them the same? Because you want them to have, you know, those those toolkit, those things in their toolkit about taking care of themselves. Right. Um, it, it touches on financial, you know, studying, you know, what we can do, Uh how do we create a budget? How do we, how do we, you know, decide that we're gonna work two jobs? Why do we decide that? And how do we come together as a family and a team to make that happen? Now that's tougher, that particular scenario is tougher if if the kids are real young, but you know, creating that kind of environment where it's okay to talk about things, right? Positive and productive legacy can also touch on, you know how do we build our faith? How do we build our hope? Um, how do we show up? You know, where are we with gratitude? You know, are we able to teach our kids and exercise our own gratitude muscles? Because when you show up with thankfulness, um, it, it really is, is healing. Right. And, um, being thankful just for having each other, being thankful for, um, a lot of, of different things, you know, gratitudes are something really important to pass down. You, you just mentioned it just a second ago. Um, all of these types of things that lead to leaving a positive and productive legacy for our kids and our community um, are, are things I hope we talk about on this podcast. You know, how do we love when love is not what we received? How do we help others as we help ourselves? And how do we leave a positive and productive legacy for our kids? for our community and uh, help build the next generation as single parent families and, and accept our families and thrive uh, inside and out. That's my dream.
1: Well, I hope in the coming weeks and months, you know, uh, we're gonna be able to share a, a number of guests from different walks of life with our audience. And uh, I, I'm thinking of one coming up in, in the next week or so. Her name's Norell. She's the, the, what is it, the successful single working mom. Uh, you, you, you actually, uh, you're the one who connected me with her. Uh, really excited to have her join, join the podcast. No, and, and to your point, uh, anybody who's ever helped a friend or a loved one through a, an emotional challenge, um, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel good to help somebody else. And, and you know, in a, in a lot of cases for even a brief moment of time, you kind of stop thinking about your own problems and then focus your attention on somebody else's, and that can be therapeutic as well. So, you know, there are many, many advantages to, to getting out there and doing good in, in your respective community.
0: I am so excited and honored that she's going to be joining us. And thank you for following up on that for all of us, because I think... What she has to say and what she's done for single parents over the last few years, many years actually, day in and day out, is uh, wonderful. And I'm, I'm excited to to know more about her, but I'm also excited to introduce her to our community. And uh, you know, it's going to be uh, an exciting time of meeting people who love single parent families who get it we're going to feel understood and then we're also going to feel trained up and invested in and um that's going to be you know just another unfolding of something that's going to make us all better you know there's so many people i've met and i can't wait to bring them to all of us
1: well and we were you and you and steve and i were talking this week um about a component that we'd like to add to the podcast down the road and that is uh you know obviously this isn't a we're not at a radio station and we don't have callers, but um, there are different social media platforms where you can can get on and, and join a community, kind of a chat room, if you will. And we're going to try and integrate uh, our audience with the show as much as we can, kind of give you guys an opportunity to weigh in and, and perhaps mm-hmm. uh, share your own stories, share your own tips or advice. Uh, if you've got any questions, you'll be able to ask us questions. Uh, you know, in, in the case where we have a guest, maybe we can even get the guest, to uh to weigh in on on your questions and that sort of thing more than anything i see this podcast as a way to build a community of other single parents so that we can be a source of strength for each other we can be a, a sense of emotional support for each other and hopefully uh you know somebody will get something out of this podcast that will make their single parenting journey just a little easier
0: and for the kids. You know, I get letters from some of the kids of single parents and they're like, Miss Stacy, why don't you do something for us kids? And so that'll come too. We'll hear from our kids. Maybe we'll have an episode for the kids, just for the kids. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess Daryl for now, we'll bring it to a close. I'm gonna talk about how you can connect with Single Parent Advocate today. This will be getting, uh, you know, put up on our YouTube channel but you can see us online at singleparentadvocate.org. In fact, yesterday I posted an article about the upcoming National Single Parent Day. If you don't know it, March 21st every year is National Single Parent Day. My article just talks about the history of National Single Parent Day, and it also talks about how you and your family can celebrate that day. It does not replace Mother's Day and Father's Day. It is they just for us. you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, I would recommend Facebook if you're on Facebook. That's really where we're we're leading a lot of our social media right now. And so connect with us on Facebook. Go online to the website. And if you'd like to volunteer or donate, there's something for you there on the website too. Once again, that's singleparentadvocate.org. And we'll see you all next time.